0: Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details
1: you know i think it's about time to go ahead and get all of the monsters out right now time to pick it up from the pacings and get things started for after all it is monster fest and it's a wonderful night to give the people a show my show welcome to the J-Man show here on k360 radio
0: At Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Hey, how's it going, J360 Legion? Welcome back to the J-Man Show for episode 311. I'm your host, J-Man, of course, and indeed, it is Monster Fest still. And let me just tell you this, we have some dark tales to tell you. It's time for a little bit of nightmare tales for the year. And let me just tell you this, we have a pretty good stack of stories to throw at you tonight. Now, if you are easily triggered and you get scared to the point where you're paralyzed and triggered... I can't do anything for you. You knew what you were getting into. The most wonderful time of the year. And before I go ahead and take out another Christmas Carol, let's go on ahead and get into this. You know, that's coming too. I better take a look over and see exactly what people want for the season because they might not get it. Alright. <laughs> but yeah, tonight we'll be reading some selections from the story of Urban Legends made by James Proud. Alright. So, you know, give credit where credit is due and actually check out, like, some of these um, books I throw at you, you know, because these are some pretty good reads. And who knows, maybe we'll read A Forbidden Tale tonight. However, the first one we're looking into is called Nuisance Caller. Lisa was watching TV during one of her regular babysitting jobs while the child Barney was asleep upstairs. She was messaging one of her friends on her phone about the program she was watching when a message from an unknown number popped up. How was your evening going? It asked. Lisa assumed it was a friend she hadn't added to her contacts list yet, so she replied, I'm fine. Sorry, who are you exactly? I can't remember. It's someone from your class who likes you. Lisa now had an idea who it might be. A boy she had given her number to in class. It's Jeff, right? Yes, this is Jeff. How is the babysitting going? Lisa didn't think she had told anybody apart from her friends what she was up to that evening. How did you know I was babysitting? You told me about it, don't you remember? She didn't, but it was possible that she had said something about it. Have you checked on the kid? He asked. She hadn't for a while, but she lied that she had. It was a weird thing to ask, she thought. It could be one of her girlfriends trying to play a trick on her, as they like to do. But she sent them messages to ask if they were mucking around and they all denied it, which is what got her worried. Have you checked on Barney? Came another message. This time she ignored it. Then she heard footsteps on the landing. She slowly made her way to the hallway and looked upstairs. There was nobody. And then she looked at the child's bedroom door and saw that it was shut. Maybe Barney had gone to the bathroom? Then the house phone rang. She assumed that Barney's parents were calling, but she heard another voice on the line. It's me, Jeff. You didn't answer me. Have you checked on the kid? He might be in danger, you know. This was not Jeff. It was a strange voice she didn't recognize, as if the caller were trying to disguise his identity. Lisa decided to call the police on her mobile phone, and they told her to stay on the line while they tried to trace the call. Finally, the operator's voice came back on the line, telling her to get out of the house immediately and wait for a police car to arrive. They had traced the call, it was coming from the upstairs extension. Lisa was terrified, but she couldn't leave the child upstairs on his own, so she inched her way up the stairs, calling for him, saying he could come down and watch TV if he wanted. There was no reply. but she dare not go any further? Then a man peered at the top of the stairs, brandishing a gleaming knife and laughing crazily. Lisa, you should have checked on the kid, he said. Ooh, bizarre, huh? <laughs> well, hey, you're going to have to take it, because we got some more to come up on here. By the way, let me just throw this short piece at you. A father went to say goodnight to his son, as it was routine since he knew his son would have trouble sleeping if he didn't. It was a sort of tradition between them, one he had never forgot to attend. The room was dimly lit by the lamp, but the father could clearly see there was something unusual about the kid tonight. He looked the same, just with a huge grin that drew from ear to ear. You okay, buddy? he asked. The son nodded, still grinning before saying, Daddy, check for monsters under my bed. The father chuckled and got on his knees to take a look. There under his bed was his son, his real son, pale, trembling, and scared to death. He whispered, Daddy, there's someone on my bed. You know, I ain't mad at that one. That one was actually pretty good. (laughs) But it still isn't enough to give me the shivers yet, and we still got a few more stories to tell. How about this one? I stood there watching as my future father-in-law held his precious daughter's hand as he walked her down the aisle. Tears in his eyes as the wedding march played in the background, reminding him that in a matter of minutes, he would be witnessing me hold his daughter's hand and slip a ring on her finger. He reached the altar, and I finally held her hand, grinning from ear to ear. I had never been this happy before. My bride's father then got on his knees and started begging. I did what you asked. Just please give my daughter back to me. I glared at him. He was ruining this beautiful moment. Shut up. If you sit down and enjoy the wedding, maybe I'll tell you where I've hidden the rest of her body. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> not enough to get me all just shuttered up, but it was like, yeah, okay, okay. I, I, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. All right, hold on tight, because we got another major story coming from the James Proud book coming up right now. Oh, man. Whew. Tell you one thing, we killing it tonight. I, I mean, even as I do these Monster Fest uh, specials and all, they get darker and wilder every time. <laughs> anyway, the next one we have coming up right now is called Don't Go Inside. A grand old building in a wealthy part of town in Hong Kong had been empty for decades. There had always been rumors that it was going to be turned into a luxury hotel or pulled down to build new housing, but nothing ever happened and it remained unchanged. There were some who claimed that the invading soldiers had used it as a brothel during the war and that many people had died inside. It was registered to a mysterious shell company based on an offshore island, so nobody really knew who owned it, but everybody who had grown up in the town knew that they just didn't want to go inside. Police lore recorded once when officers had been called to the sound of a disturbance, possibly by squatters. A young girl had emerged from the building brandishing a knife and attacked the officers as if she was possessed and then disappeared. The local homeless people wouldn't go anywhere near the place. A group of girls who had met at the local school had all heard the stories and decided to check for themselves. They had dared each other to last a night in the mansion and upload anything they found onto the internet. They arrived at the forbidden place and and high spirits laughing and joking about what they might find as they settled in for the night. It was not until after midnight that one of them asked the others about sounds she kept hearing. Couldn't they hear the voices from upstairs? They could. One of the girls plucked up the courage to go upstairs with a camera, which started to flash uncontrollably as she entered in an old bedroom, revealing something moving towards her across the floor. She panicked and threw herself out the window. She survived, but was never the same again and ended up in a mental hospital where she repeatedly tried to throw herself out of the window. One of the other girls picked up the camera, and when the others looked at the images, they screamed in horror, unable to believe what they were seeing. They decided to delete the picture so nobody else would ever come across them, and then promised never to talk about the building again. You know something? When it comes to scenarios like that, it kind of makes you think of a bloody room. Like, you know, like certain rooms that are just like, you know, that always will carry a story that happened there you know what i'm saying remember like they used to say if walls could talk and all that stuff but in these kind of scenarios though they usually do with all the blood and the gore and just everything you know i think like a lot of those old buildings will tell you different stories and different takes but they used to do this during college hazings where people would spend the night in like uh old mansions and stuff like that and i always wonder like really what do you get out of that you know <laughs> Oh, wish to show that you belong to the sister or the brotherhood and like everything's going to be all good and united here at Alpha Phi Alpha and all that crazy stuff. Like they used to do that stuff years ago. Nowadays, I don't think they do it so much because, well, much like the story told you, whereas the girl threw herself out the window. A lot of kids got killed and hurt trying to be part of a group and fitting in where at the same time you notice that really, why don't you just accept people and, you know, see who they are and all that kind of stuff. Like, don't, do Freemasons still do that, too? Like, where they put you through initiations and crap just so you can be a part of some sort of group? You know, none of those people that founded the group had to go through all that stuff. So, it's like, I always wonder what the deal was about that. The initiation runs and all that kind of stuff. But this is, like, years, years ago. So, hopefully nobody's doing anything that strenuous and stupid. God, I remember one time living on a campus uh, at one of my old colleges. they would keep you awake doing that crap I mean like for real like I remember trying to get some sleep and you know I I had the window side of the door man and like I was just trying to get some sleep and then all of a sudden this this flame like burned up and then it turned out it was all the way from the other side of the park where the fraternity were there and they were doing their initiation rites I was like damn y'all couldn't wait to do this on another night when I'm not here you know it's just like come on man (laughs) <laughs> but they be out there doing that stuff though and I'll tell you one thing if you ever sneak in any of those parties and get some of that food I don't know who does the catering but mm, that's eating anyway let me go ahead and get your story together here yep 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 I just remember exactly what we into try this one on for size mommy had the habit of going out every Saturday night so daddy and I always would get ice cream together after the dinner Just the two of us. Around dinner time, I go to the kitchen to see what Daddy is cooking, but he's not there. I saw a note on the counter that said Mommy and Uncle James were going somewhere together. I'm not sure. I don't read that well. I find Daddy in the garage, and I shut the door behind me like I'm supposed to. Daddy's in the front seat. The car engine already turned on. It seems like we won't be having dinner tonight. Only ice cream. I get in the back seat behind him since I'm not a big boy yet. Daddy doesn't answer when I say hello to him. Maybe you he can't hear me over how loud the car is. I think I'll take a nap on the way to the ice cream shop. I feel kind of sleepy. Oh, man. That's terrible. Oh, my goodness. That is terrible. <laughs> you know, why am I laughing? It's so morbid, but I, I know exactly what's going on, and... You know, those that know how car engines work and why you should not leave them running while you're in the garage. A closed garage, that is. (laughs) Oh, my God. No wonder everybody wants to shift to electric now. I'm I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But it's like, that is really messed up. Whew. Now, I read this one on... um, j360 jam's not too long ago but i'll read it here it's so dark here i can't even move breathe speak or hear anything if only i knew it would be this lonely i would have asked to be cremated instead Hmm. you know that is actual fear for some people out there you know to be buried you know what i mean and not only that buried alive like because you know you gotta go down for like the average six feet and then there's, just think about it, you're in a closed, enclosed area, can't see or anything, but you hear everything, and you're just laid up in there, that, that, that's like one hell of a way to go, like just to be buried into something like that and all, it's just, no control over it, you know, like like say like if you had like a moment where your heart stopped beating, And people pronounce you dead, but they never take the time to bring you back to life or anything. And some people have that whole thing where it's like, you know, do not um, resuscitate. That's it. Do not resuscitate. And knowing that you don't have that. But, you know, sometimes people are not entirely sure. So they don't check to see if it happens. But say, like, they already make your arrangements and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, just to get you jolted or something, to get you moving. Because anything can happen. And you wake up and you're in your coffin. And you're like... Oh, man, that would suck. And they're finally putting dirt on you and stuff. So you got to really, like, hammer against, like, the top of it just to make sure that somebody hears you. And you know whoever's digging that grave is probably they're probably deaf for listening to Spotify or whatever. they just trying to get through the day. So it's like, oh, that would suck. So Talk about a nightmare. All right, ready to dive back on in? Let's go ahead and do this. Alright, last night I rushed out of the house by a friend to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. A few drinks later I realized I had lost my phone. I had checked everywhere, even in the restrooms. Nothing. I ended up using my friend's phone to call mine. The phone rang twice. Somebody picked it up, giggled with a low and raspy voice, and hung up. I tried again, but nobody responded anymore. In the end I gave up and headed home. I found my phone on the nightstand. Right where I left it. (laughs) wow hey you know there are circumstances where like squatters actually can appear inside of your house now the thing is is that people have a way of picking locks and getting into people's homes but it's like this like say like if you were looking to rent a home or looking to buy a home and that home's been there for a while like certain people have figured out how to get in and out of it so that's why you hope that you change the locks and everything. But I think a lot of people forget to check if there's crawl spaces or if there's like basements or something. Like say like if there's a basement you don't have the key to. That's already a red flag right then and there. So you should make sure that you get into that basement as quick as you could. Cause you might see a whole damn family living in there. Or you might like see a whole den of people that you know, you didn't know they were there, but they knew you were there, and they knew exactly what your mannerisms and your habits were as a way of, like, trying to get around you so that they can eat and all that kind of stuff. Or they wash their clothes. Like, you'd be surprised. So anybody that has crawl spaces, addicts, or, like, anything that looks like it could be human-sized or whatever, make sure you really look at it. And preferably with a shotgun or something. You know, protect yourself. But it's like, yeah... There are cases where people, like like random squatters people or any sort of homeless people would be living in there with you or going through there to get some food and then just going out the other way. They just know how to come in and out. It's wild, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. But, hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to defend yourself, I hope. Well, by the way, check out this story. This is called The Red Rust Man. You are probably familiar with the bands that hospital patients wear around their wrists, containing their names and other information. In South Korea, they are given a white wristband when they are admitted for treatment and other colors in different situations. For example, a patient recovering from surgery wears a blue band, whereas a patient ready to be discharged wears green. When a patient dies, they are fitted with a red wristband before they are taken to the mortuary. One night, an overworked young doctor was finally coming to the end of a long shift, finishing up a round of the wards at 3 a.m. He was in the basement and needed to fetch his belongings from the fifth floor. Most of his callings have gone home. There was a skeleton staff on the wards, and the patients were asleep. Now, usually he would take the stairs, but it was quiet and he was tired, so he pressed the button to call the lift. When the doors opened, he saw there was a very old woman inside, and he asked if she needed any help but she replied that she knew where she was going. lift moved up through the floors, stopping at the third to allow someone else to get in. The doors opened slowly, revealing an old man with a long beard dressed in a white gown. He started to itch closer to the elevator, but the doctor caught sight of him and hurriedly closed the doors, retreating to the back of the lift and leaving the man stranded. "'Didn't you see the man waiting for the lift?' the old woman asked. "'He was wearing a red wristband!' I know who wears those, explained the doctor, shaken by what he had seen. The woman didn't respond. You must have seen it too. The red band on his wrist? A red band. The woman turned towards him, raising her arm. You mean like this one? (laughs) Wild. Very wild. I like that one. You you know, though, remember what I told you about the walls earlier in the episode? Hospital walls are just as, actually, a whole damn hospital building is just as guilty for this. I would not be surprised if some of those old wards around there still did have like a lot of the old patients that are residing walking about, you know, similar to the story we just saw. Of course, like anything, you know, if somebody's restless spirit was really moving about, I'm sure they would have gotten revenge by now at some point. But like, you know, quite a lot of these old buildings, especially around here in the Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia areas, Like they got some stories to them, you know, and we'll look into them as Monster Fest continues because like every single one of them has something to say. And speaking of which, since it is the spooky month and all, Fort Delaware is doing their ghost chase um, tours again, which is pretty cool. I would do them, but I I just I'm so busy with Monster Fest right now. It's just like, ah, there's got to be a time for me to do that. And if I am going to do it, (laughs) you know, I got a live stream for y'all. (laughs) so i can make sure my cameras are ready and everything's all powerful enough and yeah but i would not mind doing that though oh my god and before any of y'all ask me about that creepy house that um is near my home and stuff yeah it's still there baby and there's somebody in there i don't know who it is but there's somebody in there after many many times of looking in that direction god what a creepy place too kind of reminds me of that scene from the burbs you know but No matter what it is, I'm sure, there's somebody up in there, they're aware of me, and I'm aware of them. Put it that way. I ain't gonna bother them, though. Unlike certain people that gotta pop up in there and be like, Hey, man, uh, you you got some sugar? You know, things like that, you know? (laughs) Being all neighborly with it. Yeah, yeah, we, we ain't doing that next Friday crap. Leave well enough alone. But you know what, though? Uh... It's time for another story. A daughter was in her room, busy with homework, when she heard her mother call her name. Dinner was ready. She jumped on her feet and began making her way downstairs when suddenly, a pair of hands grabbed her and pulled her into the laundry room behind the staircase. She panicked before realizing it was her mother, unusually weepy with bloodshot eyes. Don't go down there, honey. I heard it too. ooh ho 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 Doppelganger! Yeah. (laughs) See, sometimes people, I've always noticed that it would be like, some people forget, like, you know, just because certain women are out there and they smile and they got that whole angel's tone to them and stuff, doesn't mean that they don't have, like, ulterior motives to them. I mean, you've seen Ma before, right? And if you haven't, Octavia Spencer is a scary woman when she needs to be. Put it that way. Lots of lots of problems with that, and that's definitely on Monster Fest. Enough. It'll be getting a scorecard later, but ooh, <laughs> ah, think about it, people. Somebody calling out in the tone of your loved one, and you know you're gonna abide by it because, like, you know that's what how we as humans work, and like, you know that voice. Like, it's always good to hear the voice of somebody calling your name when they need you and all that kind of stuff, depending on the situation. But, like, you got to be mindful where that voice is going to lead you to. Because it might be your demise! <laughs> hey, well, you know, that's my job. To make things light and tidy up a few things. I mean, because some of these stories, as I look at them, they're pretty graphic and they can hit you hard, you know? I want you guys to come back for the next episodes. Jeez. Because all I need to do is get one that scares the living hell out of you. And I'm like, oh, well, damn. Didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> Speaking of which, try this one. Alright, this one is called Dedication's What You Need. It is generally recognized that it's good to be dedicated to your job, but sometimes you can take it too far. A truck mechanic from Michigan was working on a particularly troublesome farm vehicle, which was making a strange noise that could not be located. He asked a colleague to start the engine while he was lying underneath of it, so that he could listen out for the source of the problem, but that didn't work. Then he had an idea. He instructed his mate to drive the vehicle down the highway while he hung on underneath, so he could definitely work out the source of the noise. It was another more disturbing sound that the driver heard as he set down the road, however, and when he stopped to take a look under the car, he saw that it was his friend's clothes that caught on a moving part, and his body was literally wrapped around the drive shaft. Gee, um, uh, hmm. So, will it kill the resale? That's the question. You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to get for the trade-in value now, you know? What mangled bits of man parts floating around in the stick? I mean, you should think about it sometime, like, and the smell alone, man, that's not going to help. I mean, rotted carcass is no different than hitting a skunk on, like, I-95. You got to think of how these things work from time to time, especially if it clogs up the way this farm vehicle is. Now, let's say this. If we put it in, like, second gear, maybe we'll get a bit of a grunge sound, but if we put it in, like, uh, fourth gear or something like that, we're just going to hear cartilage just crunch, Right. You know, I can only imagine, because, I mean, a farm vehicle isn't that much different than heavy-duty vehicles. Yes, I know, that's gross. But, you know what? Like I said, it's Monster Fest. You just gotta dig it. (laughs) Speaking of which, though, we better go on ahead and see what else we got around here. Okay, well, let's go for three more here, you know? Like I said, I want you guys to come back and all that jazz. Hey, look, here's something good for you. It's been 315 days since the outbreak, 187 days since I realized I may be the only survivor, and three days since the two of us found each other in the wreckage of the world and made me feel like everything was going to be okay again. After so long, I almost forgot that's the first sign of infection is hallucinating imaginary people. Hey, well, fortunately, we never got that far, so there's one thing to be proud of, y'all. Like, you know, crisis averted for now, so yeah yeah we good we good <laughs> damn all right try this one last year a young girl named emily disappeared now new sidewalks are being poured into my neighborhood and i found her name in the wet cement but it was written backwards and from below i mean if you think about the reality of things this isn't like um cement poured around like six feet and stuff so then again supernatural. Could be a whole lot of different things going on, so eh, we can let that one pass, all right? You know, like I said, some of them can't all be winners, right? Right? Anyway, let's try this one. This is probably a light story, so let's see. We felt proud as our daughter got on the bus to enjoy her first day of school. Our hearts dropped when the real school bus arrived two minutes later. That wasn't light at all, man. That, damn, that's That's painful. Alright, should we go ahead and wrap up with two more then? (laughs) Yeah, let's go ahead and bring it on in then. Alright, try this one. Mommy always told me there's a rule I can't absolutely break. Don't go in the basement. That place is a total mystery to me. The only thing I know is that there's often a sound coming from there, like a weeping puppy. And I really wanted to see the puppy. So one day I opened the basement door and tiptoed downstairs. There was no puppy, and then mommy yanked me out of the room and yelled at me like never before. It made me so sad I started crying. She told me never to go into the basement again, and then gave me a cookie. In the end, I never asked her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy, or why he had no hands or feet. Ooh, man. Her deformed brother, baby. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, look, we all got a relative that doesn't get too much sun, So you got to think about this, and I mean, it would cost too much money to send certain people away. So I just need to know, which one of y'all got the 2 headed cousin and the um, inbred baby? I mean, I know some of y'all got that. See, this is why y'all need to go to family reunions. Because deep down the inside, these creatures have no reason or no sort of rhyme to be the way that they are. Except for the fact that people don't know their people. You know, like I said, you could be sitting there saying, but I'm adopted, though. It don't matter. You could be in bed with your cousin. You could be in bed, not no, not third or fourth cousin, but I mean, like, your first cousin. And then at the same time, some of y'all could be in bed with your brother twice removed. You never know. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? But when that baby dropped and then all of a sudden looks either like Smeagol or at the same time looks like Sloth, even though Sloth couldn't help himself, man, his mom dropped him all those times, but... It's like this, one way or another, if that is one deformed, messed up baby, chances are the line was a lot more pure than you thought it was, you sick bastards. And then not to mention, like, uh, any of that gross stuff going on there, they didn't want the first one, man, so they thought that they were doing good, with the second one and just stopped. Know what I mean? Horrific as can be, but that's the family lineage, though, and you know what, I'm sure if you're like me, you'll hear stories about your family that make you wonder... (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, what hell did I step into you ain't gotta die to go there son it's here on earth man I almost forgot how much of a monster that monster fest makes me these days but you know like I said I've been doing this for six years and all that jazz so you know it's kind of like being a uh, gas station attendant nothing ever phases you anymore you know or a delivery guy like say like if you did night deliveries and all that stuff which by the way um, any of y'all that's doing that play it safe okay And just remember this, if anybody tries to entrap you in their house, just say, I'm not trapped with you, you are trapped with me. And I tell you, the tables will turn quick! Ah, man. Speaking of which, let's go on ahead and talk about marriage. Because this one is called Find the Bride. A young couple had decided to get married as soon as they graduated from university. The father of the bride lived in London in a large old house with grounds, the perfect wedding venue. And hundreds of guests were invited. The ceremony went off without a hitch and later at the reception with the drinks flowing. The guests decided that they could all explore the grand old house with a game of hide and seek. And the children could join in as well. Now the bride was a competitive soul. And seeing as she was the star of the show, she was determined to win the game. She was familiar with the mansion and climbed up to the attic. Where she knew there would be a good place to hide. She certainly won the game because nobody could find her. And eventually the guests went home assuming she had gone to bed. However, the groom continued to search for her. Finally, even he got tired of looking and retired to an empty bed in a seriously bad mood, thinking that his new wife was playing a cruel trick, or even worse, she had left him on his wedding night. When she didn't turn up in the morning, he called the police, but the trail soon ran cold and they gave up the search, assuming that the bride had got cold feet after the wedding and it intentionally disappeared. Eventually, the groom canceled the honeymoon and tried to move on with his life the bride's family told him they had no idea what she was up to either but he assumed that they were lying to him to protect their daughter many years later when the father of the bride had died the family home was being cleared out for sale and the contents auctioned off the bride's widowed mother climbed up to the attic which she hadn't seen for decades to check and see if there was anything she wanted to keep She noticed an old locked trunk in the corner. She had not planned to keep it, but wondered what junk her husband had hidden inside. So when she tried to open it, eventually she found a key in a drawer, and when she turned the lock and pried the lid open, she screamed in horror. Inside the trunk was a human skeleton wearing an old wedding dress, ripped and torn after the bride trapped herself inside and tried to wiggle herself free on her wedding night. Well... And they all live happily ever after. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, look, y'all. One way or another. I guess everybody kind of got what they wanted. Uh, no, 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 no. See, i got to finish the show better than that. Um, <laughs> Hide and seek is overrated. And if you're actually in of one of those old mansions and all that stuff, Stay out of the attic, stay out of the basement. While we're at it, why don't we just get married on the outside and don't fool with this anymore? You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, you do have people out there that are so senile that they don't even know that they have an attic or a basement like I described earlier in the episode. So, you know, it's just eh uh-uh. eh. Stay out of the lofts, stay out of all that stuff. Get the matrimony and go on with yourself. You know what I mean? But, you know, you got some people that do that, though. They try to move back into their family home and thinking that it's going to be wholesome the way it was. Well, it's going to be the way it was. I'll tell you that. I mean, weddings are already stressful enough as it is, not to mention, like, prices and all that other stuff. But when it comes right down to, like, the little specials that we all do for each other, kind of, like, hide and seek like this, yeah, I think it'd be a little much. I can understand the husband being um very, <laughs> very cross about it, you know? hmm However, you would think that he would have checked the attic. But once again, you know, a whole lot going on. You don't really check at that moment. Well, I mean, what else can you go from there about, you know? (laughs) Oof. I mean, I still feel the chills from that one. But all in all, though, hey, guess what? We're going to have to tie this one on. That takes care of this iteration of Nightmare Tales for Monster Fest. So, you know, you guys come back next week, and we'll bring in some more stuff on the J-Man show regarding... Some of the other things that go bump in the night. And you know what? Thanks for joining me, guys. Take care of yourselves, and we'll catch up again soon. This is J-Man signing off. Peace.